Welcome to The Influenced Podcast. I'm Ella Dace, and after riding a workplace roller coaster, I was able to find my strength and motivation starting Ella Mazur Creative, a social media agency that coaches and manages businesses all over the world to take their Instagram to the next level. talk to you about the power of influence, how we learn from some and give to others. Hello, welcome to another episode. Today I am joined by a beautiful lady from the online space that we met on Instagram quite a few quite a few years ago. Crazy. Mm. Um, she's been on the podcast before. Her name is Haley and she is I, I like she is just someone that you should follow for mindset and business and her content is hilarious yet so valuable and I feel like you'll resonate with it very deeply. I feel like so many people have sent me your content and like you have to see this. I'm like, I I love that so much. (laughs) And she's also got an incredible program that she's launched. um, So she'll talk a little bit more about that as well. But thank you so much for coming back on here and having a chat. Yay. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've not been doing podcast interviews and you are literally the only person that I have said yes to. So (laughs) it's exciting. (laughs) Haven't done one of these for a while. I'm so grateful. Thank you. (laughs) Um, yeah, but thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really, really excited to be back here. And if you guys haven't listened to the first podcast episode that we did, I highly recommend going back and having a listen because I think even between then and now a lot has changed. Um, and you know, I sort of said to Ella just before, I was like, what do you want to talk about? You know, what, what are we going to have a chat about? And it was about like the journey, you know, because there is a massive difference personally in myself that I have experienced and I think shows from the outside as well. Um, and it's, it's sort of like one of those situations where a lot of people can relate to it. You know, when I came into the online space, I had hideous social anxiety, um, literally had to, you know, I think even when we did our last podcast episode together, I had notes, you know, and I was like basically reading off the screen Um, and, you know, I had a real block between like my voice and my mind. So that's what social anxiety is, um, where you really, really struggle to sort of to get your words out and to make sense of what you're trying to say. And you get intrusive thoughts a lot being like, say something and you can never Mm -hmm. say the right thing. And so I had like a lot of confidence and anxiety issues and now I have none. (laughs) So, and it's been quite a, (laughs) it's been quite a, fast process, you know, like I would say, you know, in the space of basically two years, I have overcome and completely sort of changed, um, how I am internally. So I'm really excited to talk to you guys a little bit about that journey. I love that. And I, I really enjoyed the live that you did exactly on this the other day, talking about stories. And I remember so clearly one of the first conversations that we had, And I remember the conversation where you were like, somebody has said something, someone horrible has shared my story. I've had to block them. Mm. What do I do? To now this full shift in, I do not give a fuck. (laughs) 
basically. I... I just got chills when you said that because this is a story that I actually tell in my coaching programs a lot about, you know, we can experience a lot of fear of judgment and just generally fear in a lot of areas when we're starting our business. It's scary. You know, you come online and you're usually you're taking up more space than you have been previously. So usually you're You've potentially come from a place where you haven't been speaking publicly. You haven't been potentially saying like your beliefs or your opinions so publicly as well. And so the people around you, it shocks them. They're sort of like, oh, mm. and it, it can trigger people, you know, yeah. and that's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on them, but it can feel like a reflection on you. And that moment that you're talking about was really heartbreaking for me because it was a very close friend that I found out was sort of sharing my stuff around and was basically being like, this is so cringe. Like, I can't believe that they're, you know, she's doing mm -hmm. this. Who does she think she is? And actually at the same time, like I love my partner to pieces, but he has, you know, he had really bad perfectionism at the time. So he would often sort of look at my stories and be like, are you sure that you want to be posting this? And so I was getting a lot of that stuff. And I, I reached out to you and I was like, what do I do? Like, how do I navigate this? Like, I feel crushed. Like, should I give up? Like, is this normal? And it was amazing to have that sort of like sounding board um, and support to be like, no, that's not normal. That's really shit of them. And it has nothing to do with you. But the thing is, on this journey, like we are all going to have people that are going to judge us. And there is, you know, that was quite like a large experience, I guess. And one of like the more, um, one of the ones where you have like a little bit more engagement with someone where it happens, but like this can happen like behind your back. Like it, it just happens and there's nothing wrong with that. You can't really avoid it because you're going to be taking up more space. And the biggest thing that holds people back is that fear of judgment. And it, yeah. it it's consistently through business. It's not just like, when you're right at the beginning, it's like that fear of judgment can come up in so many different areas and so many different levels. You know, you wanting to raise your price. What are people going to think? You know, if you're, if you're going to want to pivot into a different niche, what's everyone going to think? You want to start teaching on a different stop topic. What's everyone going to think? You know, there's always that question and that fear. And the best thing that I ever did was learn to not give a shit, which is, yeah where I am now. <laughs> so good. I feel like it does come up even not, like not in business. Like I just went on this um, full incredible female embodiment retreat. And even then, like, you know, they like dance to the music, just let your body move. And you're like, but what, what, like, how is she moving? What will she think? And it's like in every single area. And then you're sitting there you're, and they're like, now everybody make, make this sound. And you're like, is this sound right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like it's been in so many. And I just, I, like, I really noticed it because I'm, I'm able to let go of it so much online because I'm so confident in this area. But then as soon as you enter a whole new space, all of those emotions and feelings and thoughts all come back. Oh my God. I mean, if I'm being really honest, which is, you know, part of my brand, um, full transparency, I still really struggle with 
in person. I am very confident online. I have cracked the code, you know, and I think you have as well. Mm. I really don't care what people think of me online. I don't care what my parents think. I don't care what Tom's, you know, my partner's friends think. I don't care. Like I literally don't care. If I go into a, a, a space now, you know, in a group, it's a different scenario. And I think because of COVID it's made it worse that I'm actually working through that, like even with a therapist right now, because I'm like, it's like, I'm, I'm so confident here, but everything changes in a different situation. And so this is, this is that, um, it just sends home that point again of like, this can come up in so many different areas. And the thing that you've got to notice is like, where is it holding you back from doing the things that you want to do? You know, like, is it holding you back from starting a business? Is it holding you back from starting a podcast, from hosting an event, from doing something that like you really want to do? If it's holding you back from doing something you really want to do, that's when it's a problem. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like where people get really overwhelmed is they want to solve that, but in so many areas of their life at once and they get really overwhelmed. Whereas like like what you said, you're so confident in the online space, but then you're working on the in-person. So taking it one step at a time and one little bit at a time rather than being like, I need to solve this in my whole life. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, th- this can, whether we talk about it just in this respect, but also in others, you know, you can often only handle so many things at once. You know, you sometimes have to pick your battles and like take one thing at a time. So whether it's that, you know, when you are building your business, for example, you are going to be spending a lot of time building your business. You're going to make the decision that you're going to be spending a lot of time investing there. And so other areas of your life may have to take a hit for a while. For example, social life, for example, Jim, I, I don't, I don't know what everyone's schedule is, you know, but for me personally, I basically haven't gone out for a couple of years because I've just been like, obviously it's been COVID, but it's been a priority for me. And there has to be that realization that like, it's okay not to be able to do everything at once all the time. And the same with like, when we're talking in respect to building your confidence and overcoming anxiety and fear of what people think and fear of judgment, it's okay to tackle that one part at a time because these are also nuanced. You may have had one experience online that was really scary and created that anxiety and then had a different experience in a group in person, which created a different anxiety. They're both different things that we have to heal and focus on separately. So I totally agree. It's, it's really important that we are sort of like giving ourselves the grace to be like, okay, what's the most important thing for me to focus on right now? And the easiest way for you to know that is just to be like, what do I want to do? You know, what's, what's my biggest desire right now? Is it setting up a business? Is it starting a podcast? You know, what is that actual result that you want to create? And then what is the biggest fear that you have that is stopping you from doing that thing? And that's where you start. And then the other things can come afterwards. Hmm. What do you feel like was some of the, I'm sure you've had quite a few, some of the big pivot points over the last two years that have really helped you become this confident person in the online space? Oh, good question. Okay. So I feel like um, last year, so 2021 was a big year of healing for me. Um, so I started the year, I actually got a money mindset coach because I was like, I think, I think it's money mindset. You know, I'm, I'm scared of making money. You know, I had a fear of success. 
And what actually came out of that in the first three months was all of these debilitating fears about myself and how I showed up in the online space, which actually does affect directly your money-making ability, your money mindset. You know, if you have um, confidence issues, if you have beliefs about what it is for you as an individual to be successful and whether it's you are capable of being that thing, that will affect your money-making ability because it will hold you back. That fear of judgment, that fear of failure will stop you from selling on your stories, for example, which is a direct, um, you know, in direct contrast and, sorry, connection with, um, money mindset. So I basically had all of these things come up and it was about, I first of all had a debilitating fear of not being perfect. Um, and that would mean that I could not show up like online without a full face of makeup, without being fully like ready. And I traced that back to a memory of when I was very, very young and I was bullied um, very severely for how I looked. Um, and I was called, told that I was a man and I really, there was a boy involved and he basically ended up choosing a girl that looked like a porcelain doll. Like she had incredible skin. You know, my mum was always telling me to put concealer under my eyes. So I was very aware of that stuff very early on. And it created this belief that in order to be loved and to be chosen by a man and even to be approved on in public, approved in public, I need to be perfect, which is impossible. We literally can't be perfect, but it meant that I, I couldn't show up in a certain way. I also had another big one that came up around, um, fear of being myself. And like, if I, I, I had this, I think we spoke about this last time, you know, I had this debilitating fear of, um, people not liking me. And so I, I prided myself on being this chameleon, you know, that could like fit into any social situation. But in doing that, I completely lost who I was. And when I actually started finding who I was, which is a bit quirky and weird, um, you know, I'm a, I believe I'm a star seed. I believe in aliens. Like, you know, I'm a kook and I love it. But I was so terrified to claim that because I was like, well, what's this person going to think? What's this person going to think is my dad going to judge me? You know, there was a lot of stuff that I had about my father actually, because all I really wanted was his approval for a lot of things. So I actually ended up going down the wrong career path as a designer and ended up like in the digital design space, designing websites because he was in computers and I wanted to do something that was aligned with him. And I sort of started realizing all of this stuff and I was like, Oh wow, I have created my whole life basically around what I think my dad will approve of. And I am holding back my beliefs, my spiritual beliefs, um, things that I want to speak about, whether it's money, whether it's mindset, because I'm scared of what my dad's going to think and what people, that, you know, bullied me when I was like 10, what they're going to think. And although it's really subtle, like in that moment, you know, when that fear would come up around, you know, just holding my phone up and starting to do a story, I wouldn't see that face. You know, I wouldn't be like, Oh my God, what's my dad going to think? You know, this was so deep down that I had no idea. And this is the problem is that we can often have these fears. And so the first time that you'll notice it is when an anxiety comes up, you know, so you go to do something, post a story, and then the anxiety comes up, you feel maybe sick, you feel overwhelmed, you feel pressure, you feel that you just want to run. 
you know? And so you procrastinate, you put it off, you go and do something else. And that's usually where it's left for the majority of the population. And so what I did in basically all last year was I looked at every single spot that I was triggered and had anxiety and I went really deep. And so the main ways that I did this was through mindset mindset work with a mindset coach and body work. Um, I did some EFT as well, but body work is essentially, and this is what I use in my mindset coaching as well, is anxiety is basically it's, it's in the mind, but it's majority in the body because it's a physical reaction that you're having, you know, and it's literally causing the body to go, you know, and so Mm -hmm. you need to move it at a body level. You can't just move it. If you're just reprogramming your mind with, I am, I am confident it's not going to work, you know, because there's like something in the body that's like terrified. And so the work that I was doing was first of all, finding where the memory came from, like where did the fear or originate from that very first memory? And, you know, for anyone that's thinking, well, I can't remember my childhood, that's totally fine. There may be resistance there and it still doesn't mean that you, you can't do the work. There's ways that you can work around not being able to remember some of the stuff. But for those of you that can, you know, allowing your mind in like a light hypnosis to be guided back to a memory and then, healing that memory and then doing the body work to actually move it in the body. And this is where like a lot of emotion is released. So typically what happens is when we have an event that's really, really traumatic, you know, because essentially fear is trauma, it, it gets locked in the body if we don't pass it. And often what we can do, especially if you've come from somewhere like Britain, which is like stiff up a lip, you know, <laughs> don't, don't show your emotions. It just stays in the body. And so then people walk around like a human trigger, you know, anyone could come Mm -hmm. in at any point and say something and you might get really angry or really sad and have no idea why. Mm -hmm. And this is why, because it's not been moved from the body. So I basically did a year of doing that kind of work to basically heal things like perfectionism, heal things like fear of being judged, heal having people not like me. I had a lot of like sisterhood wounds around believing that women didn't like me. And, um, I I also had, you know, wounds around trusting men, you know, all of this stuff like goes into how we feel like we can take up space. And I also had beliefs that I thought I was dumb. I was always told that I was the stupid sister and my sister was the smart one that was going to go to Harvard and Haley did art, you know, that, that stuff, stings and it's programming and so then I believed that I wasn't smart enough I wasn't smart enough to do anything so okay how can I heal that part so anyway kind of like there's a lot of that I could go into in this but essentially it's that kind of work that I essentially did for a year it's deep it's painful work (laughs) it's painful I'm not gonna lie and say it's not um but that's why the changes in me have been so radical because I went basically right to the root of everything and removed it in a mind and a body level and I love how you said that you've done it for a whole year because I feel like some people will just be like oh yeah that that's where my belief comes from they might do say one breath work session and they're like I'm done I'm healed (laughs) oh my god It's so funny because I think I said that at the beginning. I was like, oh, okay, well, well I've done it now. That's what, yeah. Thanks so much. One session's good. I'm, I'm fixed now. <laughs> Not that we need fixing, but it's so true. And the, the really 
kind of, is, I don't know whether it's funny or sad, but like <laughs> things that I have healed like two or three times will still come up for me today at yeah. a, a different point, new level, new devil, you know, in a different sort of way that yeah. I would never have expected. And I'm like, how I thought I healed this, you know, like what will happen? And I sort of got to a stage where I was just like, ah, this, this healing journey is actually never really over. Yeah. It's, it's not like done. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's lifelong work. You know, if you see it as in how I see it now as my soul journey, you yeah. know, and I truly believe that we are put on this planet with full realization of who we are in this life before we're born, knowing the lessons that we have to learn in this life. And we choose the lessons that our soul needs to learn. So every single trial, tribulation, difficulty that we have experienced in this life is actually because our soul decided that we needed to heal those particular parts so that we could become the best version of ourselves. And so it's this, it's this big spiritual journey. And, you know, even my clients will say to me, Hayley, like, does this ever end? And I'm like, the thing is it changes. So it doesn't end, but you'll start to enjoy the work, the deep work, you know, like when, when I get a trigger now, I'm like, Oh, interesting. Like, I get an email and it might hurt. I'm like, why? But why yeah. did that hurt? Where is that? Instead of, instead of replying, I'm like, interesting. <laughs> why has that affected exactly. me? So exactly. <laughs> and that's the incredible thing to do because otherwise what happens is you react and you'll send yeah. an email that's like out of intention, alignment and integrity versus taking some time to respond and be like, oh, what's, what has been triggered in me? And sometimes it's really silly things, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and to take that one step further as well, when, if, you know, whether you are in a relationship or you're single right now, one of the most eye-opening things is coming into a new relationship. If you think you've done the healing work when you're single and then you come into a relationship, you will realize you have not done the healing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, even like going through that with like a partner and like little things that's a seemingly like silly, you know, like that's why people can get into these arguments about silly little things in in, in relationships because there's a tiny little trigger there that hasn't been resolved. And so it's that it can also come into all areas of life. Like it's not just in business. It's like in your relationship, like where's my partner has been my biggest teacher, honestly. And actually so has my cat and my dog. (laughs) I know that sounds so weird, (laughs) but like Milo, I had a real, um, fear of rejection and I felt like, you know, I wanted everyone to come to me and I had a real fear of like reaching out. And Milo, my cat, does not come to me at all. Like, I have to chase him. And, you know, that really triggered me for, like, four months or something. And then I I, I sort of, like, used that as, like, a, a guide. I was like, oh, that's something for me to heal. And it was showing up in other areas of my life. But, you know, he became a brilliant teacher for me to heal it in that area. So, God, I sound like an absolute kook, don't I? No, I love that. <laughs> it's so true because <laughs> even, like, last night um, – Danny was at the park and she hurt her paw and now she's limping. And to we live in an apartment block, so I had to carry her downstairs to take her to the bathroom. And then we went downstairs and she just sat down. I was like, no, we have to go to the bathroom. And I could just feel myself getting frustrated. And I was like, 
you don't even have a child yet. This is like <laughs> you, you need to learn how to be there for her, be present, be patient, and explain to her that we need to yeah. go to the bathroom. It's like, mm. yeah, it's <laughs> they do. It's they so do. <laughs> they really do. And you know, I, I've had that thought many times where I'm like, my God, thank God I got animals before I had children because mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a, a big thing that can happen is we we can pass down our traumas to our children, you know, Definitely. and it can you know, the reason that we have to do a lot of this healing work when we're adults is because our parents, God bless them, love them, love them to pieces, but were not healed themselves when they had us as children, as, as adults. And so when we were children, it was all projected onto us. So a lot of the fears that we have, you'll actually find mirror your parents. And so that's why it's incredible to sort of do this work early so that then you don't pass down those sort of like traumas and triggers to your children and actually project them onto them as well like the more healing that you can do during Mm. or before having children the better to allow yourself like this really neutral space to be able to raise your children And, and this goes into a lot of areas you know the thing that I say to my clients all the time is it is your responsibility to be doing this work and to be clearing out these triggers because being a business owner is incredibly triggering <laughs> you know yeah. being being on a discovery call is really triggering you know it communications with clients can be too and the best coaches are the ones that are a really neutral space and so it's one of the things that I pride myself on a lot because I consistently do the work that if something triggers me, I heal it so that then I can hold a bigger space. So there's really very little that someone can say to me now that will trigger me within a client uh, relationship because I've done so much of that healing. So even if someone came up to me and they were just like, "I, I don't like the way you're doing that, I can be like, interesting, let's have a conversation about that. That's the neutral space that you create to have really honest conversations that create the most growth. And so, you know, that sort of work can affect so many areas in your life. I was reflecting actually on this today. Um, as you know, like before we started recording, we we're talking about what's happening in the world in Ukraine and over East. And I was reflecting on this just because I've come off like a really, really intense retreat. And I was thinking, if Vladimir just sat down and did this work, we would not have this war. I know. I mean, he is a, he is a psychopath, so he just literally doesn't feel, you know, so he wouldn't even, you know, he wouldn't even know where to start with that. Psychopaths just don't feel emotion. They don't have like the same man in power. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting story how he got into power, but let's not go down yeah. that road. <laughs> but I was just thinking, like, all I could think about today was if pe- if the people in power did this, this sort of work that you're talking about, we would have such a beautiful world where we oh. are all trying to heal rather than all trying to kill each other. Yeah, and, and I think that that's what can be really sad about, um, you know, war and, and stuff like this is because, you know, essentially whether it's spirituality, religion, or, or just, you know, whatever it is that your beliefs are at the core of all of those is love. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we all focused on like healing ourselves and focusing on like, how can we find a way back to love more easily, 
the world wouldn't have so many of these. There wouldn't be so much anger. There wouldn't be so much hate. You know, there would just be people that were learning about themselves that were consistently like evolving and growing together. And there would be that level of curiosity within like conversations between people so that, you know, if someone in a bar bumped into one another, it wasn't like a fisticuff moment. It was a, Oh, that really triggered me. I'm going to go and reflect on why that triggered me. <laughs> yeah. Obviously that that's not is a trend at works. the moment. Um it's trending on TikTok and I think it's on Reels at the moment where it's like I don't get angry. And then no, I they haven't get bumped seen it yet. by by a trigger. Oh no, I have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. And they're like, they're like, I don't get angry. And then they're like, Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it to a T and it's like all that. And you know, that, that part of us that says, well, I don't, you know, I don't have things. Cause I used to say this, you know, like three or four years ago, I was like, I don't have anything to heal. Like I don't, I'm good. You know, but I was up walking time bomb, you know, just like waiting for someone to prod me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the thing that makes that so is ego. Yeah. You know, our ego never wants to let the walls down, let the barriers down and admit that, oh, maybe I'm not perfect because the ego wants us to be perfect. The ego always wants to, us to be right. And so it puts up these really protective barriers. So often, you know, someone would share an observation with someone and just, oh, it looks like, you know, something's come up for you during this. That can often be a very even triggering moment for some people because their ego is being like, no, I'm not, I'm fine. Like yeah. I don't have anything to heal. Like it's, it's all good. Yeah. And that's fine if you are like that, but the, the awareness that it's happening is, is really, really good. This is where sort of like real, like, I don't, I don't want to say maturity, but it is kind of like maturity. This is where like real emotional intelligence, that's what I'll say. This is where real emotional intelligence comes up is where you can really reflect on everything that is happening in your life. And you can use it as like a learning experience instead of it being like fuel to like continue to like feed the ego, you know, the, the ego loves to deflect and to feel, you know, angry and to protect you. And the more that we can fuel that with thoughts like, Oh my God, how dare that person do X, Y, Z, the more that we're creating separation. So it's just like an awareness thing. Like, how can, how can I start being more aware of this stuff? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like in the moment you really, it's really hard to do that, especially if you're not in the space oh. of, trying to heal or even like you, all you know is you have the anxiety when you're scared yeah. to show up online. Big time. Because I think, so, so let's, let's sort of bring it back to that because I think, you know, if the goal right now, which I'm assuming it is going to be for your listeners is going to be to show up online with confidence and potentially to build a business and to start selling things, you know, if that's the goal, and you're currently experiencing fear and feeling like you may be judged or there's just like a resistance. You're just feeling anxious and maybe you're getting that imposter syndrome coming up. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons, you know, why it's hard. If that is your current situation right now, this is the work you need to do. And I say this with love because like, I, you know, 
I really struggled with this work to begin with. You know, personally, I, I have quite a lot of trauma. I have PTSD, which I've healed this year. Um, sorry, in 2021. Um, and I, I did some really deep healing for like PTSD. So I was, I was an int- incredibly triggered person, you know, and I suffered with social anxiety, severe um, anxiety, depression. You know, this wasn't an easy thing for me to do. Um, and so I completely acknowledge like, it's, it's not an easy task. And so, and it's also a gradual process. So I'm not telling everyone to sort of like go and get a a therapist or a mindset coach right now, but I'm, you know, the point is like, this is something to be aware of because Mm. this is, and can be the difference between someone that succeeds and someone that doesn't. So if you have the goal right now of like, increasing your confidence and being able to show up on Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is with incredible confidence that is, that is also really resonant to who you are at your core. You're not having to put on like this facade, you know, you're just authentically you and you feel good being yourself online. This is the work, you know, and it can be scary. It can be painful, but it's a real worthwhile, um, path to start taking because I mean this is literally what I've done and it's it's crazy it's like night and day you know like I wish that I could show you like a little snapshot of where I was where I was like three years ago you know alcoholic taking drugs every single weekend like a real b-i-t-c-h if I may say so myself like not a nice person lost friends almost lost my job was but still wanted all these things I wanted to be seen like I wanted to take up space but I couldn't and in two Mm. years it's like things can completely change so for anyone sat there thinking like this just wouldn't work for me yes it can it can work for anyone you just have to have the desire that is strong enough for you to go through some potentially painful healing (laughs) which you can also reframe (laughs) to be something you love I can really see the pivotal moment in my business where I started to do mindset coaching Mm. where all of a sudden I could show up so much easier. Like it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't difficult. And still over this weekend, a lot of the healing work that we did, a lot of that stuff still came up. Like you said, it it doesn't end. It just shows you another layer. And it's that commitment to the process. And I think, you know, if you listen to podcasts with some of the top coaches or business owners in the world, they are doing this work. You know, if you go and listen to the Lewis Howes podcast, like an incredible podcast where he interviews a lot of really, really successful people, they all talk about doing this work. This isn't just something that, you know, we're, we're being like, Oh, it's fun to do this. No, this is the work that will allow you to succeed. You know, this is the difference. And that is why they say, you know, business is 80% mindset and 20% strategy because the strategy is important. It is, You, you know, you need the structure to be able to grow. But if you have a fear that Sally next door is going to judge you, if you show up, you're not going to show up. You're not going to implement the strategy or you may get to a part of the strategy and suddenly be like, "Ah, I don't think I can do that bit. Or maybe, maybe I should actually shut this down. You know, even just (laughs) in, in December last year, I went through a massive tailspin because I, something had happened. I had to make, make a decision 
Um, I, I have a full-time job at Canva as well, where I'm a creative producer. And I basically realized that a lot of the plans that I had been making, I couldn't do in the order that I wanted them to do. So I had this very clear plan and then the plan sort of got thrown throughout the window and I sort of had to make a couple of decisions and I started self-sabotaging hard and I was in a mastermind at the time and I came to the call and I was like, so look, I think I'm actually going to give up coaching and I'm going to just become a content creator. <laughs> My coach was like, okay, Haley, walk me through, like what, what's going on here? And I was like, well, you know, I, I just think I want to just entertain people. And then like, you know, that, and she was like, but isn't the goal to sustain yourself outside of Canva? And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's already happening, but she was like, but when you, when you stop doing coaching, you're not going to have that income content creation just by itself. Isn't going to provide the same as what you're doing now. And I was like, Oh my God. But I realized I was just in this, I was so close to just throwing in the towel and everything because my mindset had become got like into this toxic place where I was suddenly like, I'm exhausted. Is it worth it? Like I'm scared. I'm scared of going all in on myself. Like I'm scared of, you know, a lot of these fears came up and there was also things about, you know, I'm, I'm 30 now. All of my friends are having children. I'm like, I'm behind, I'm behind. I haven't had kids, but I also want to build my business. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I was like, well, maybe I just want an easy life. And I just want to do, I just want to work at Canva and that's it, you know? And it was just all of these things. And without the guide of like a coach, I, I may well have dropped a lot of things. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm so glad and that you didn't. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Retrospect, eh? <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because you never know what people are going through. Like you look at your Instagram, you look at everything and you would never, you could never tell that you have these sorts of thoughts. Yeah, So exactly. thank you for sharing. Yeah. And I'll share another one if you want. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> love a good share me. <laughs> Psych therapy. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I halfway through, no, it must have been like October of last year, I started feeling really angry. Um, and, you know, it was coming into my coaching and it was, it was coming into a lot of areas, feeling really emotional. Clients were triggering me. Like it, people were just triggering me all the I actually did an Instagram live about this because it was such a big realization that I had. I ended up taking a few days off. Like I canceled all my client calls. I was like, I'm not in the bright space to hold space for anyone until I understand what's going on for me right now, because I'm a walking trigger. Like everything's making me angry. And I had a lot of things going on in my personal life, but it was also, you know, COVID like COVID was kicking off. We were being asked to do like the vaccination and I, you know, it triggered a lot of things for me. And I hadn't processed any of it. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep on showing up. I'm just going to keep it fine, like brush it off. Hadn't allowed myself to feel because, you know, we're in Australia. It's fine. Like we're not half right. as bad as the rest of the world. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I didn't allow myself time to process. And so it yeah. just built up and it built up and it built up. And then it started triggering all of these past parts of me of like where I wasn't allowed to use my voice and... I was told to sort of like, just get over it. <clears throat> so it started, you know, every single time that someone started a conversation with me, it triggered me because I felt like 
it was almost stopping me from using my voice, but it was a box that I was putting myself in, you know? And so it took me taking like a full week off everything so that I could go inwards and be like, oh, wow, I need to cry. I need to do some body work. I need to do some breath work. I need to really release some of this stuff because this is now affecting how I show up and hold space for my clients and my mm. partner and stuff. Mm. And so it's beneficial even for that, like, you know, making sure that you're the best version of yourself that you can be for the people around you, whether it's clients, whether it's partner, family, friends, you know, mm-hmm. it's all, it affects you at every single level. Yeah, for sure. I can totally relate. I feel like the last few months, like, um, probably mid Feb, I was just so anxious and I was like, I haven't been anxious mm-hmm. in a, in so long. Like, I can't remember the last time I was anxious before that. It's like, why, why am I so anxious? And I realized I, I stopped making time for my breath work. I stopped making time for my meditation and it was like we we are now going through that now so um all the mandates are coming in everything's starting to happen um and exactly the same it was all starting to build up so this weekend was just exactly what i needed but now i'm also just exhausted from doing so much of it and i feel like you need to remember to give yourself space after say doing work like that because it is draining mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, having a deep session like that can wipe you for like two, two or three days, you know, energy, mm-hmm. even a week, you know, it, it energetically, it's incredibly draining. And you don't realize it, you know, when you, when you spend even an hour crying, that is depleting. That is tiring. Yeah. But you know, often when I was, when I had to go in the office before, and I, I was experiencing like severe anxiety, I would frequently come into the office, have a panic attack, burst into tears, and then continue with my work. <laughs> and it was so unhealthy, you know, like I wasn't really sleeping at night. And so I was so anxious because I had no room to rest, to sleep, yeah. to be like, oh, wow, all of this stuff is coming up for me. And it's such like a classic thing, especially if anyone's like in a corporate role as well right now, they're often are not very good mental health awareness schemes, you know, in place. I'm very lucky that at Canva, I've helped with a really brilliant mental health initiative for exactly this reason. But this is why burnout can happen so frequently in corporate roles, but also even as an entrepreneur working your own business, you can put really harsh deadlines on yourself you know, to meet some sort of standard and then not give yourself a weekend because yeah. you feel inspired maybe and you don't give yourself a break. And then over time it builds up. Yeah. And then suddenly. Because it's your business and you're like, I should be working. I should like, I shouldn't, I can't just do nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also like a big like uh, connection in society around like making money and hard work. People believe that if you are making money, you should be working around the clock. You know, you yeah. should be working hard. You, Even some of the top people, like I see this in so many podcasts where people are like, you're, you're going to be grinding, you're going to be working yourself into the ground, you're not going to sleep, you're not going to eat, you're not going to breathe, you're just going to be work, 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 work. 
that is so toxic. That is like toxic hustle cycle. And that is like so hard for the nervous system to unlearn. And it's not sustainable. And often those people end up hospitalized due to burnout or with severe stomach ulcers because of the amount of stress that they've been under. Like this stuff like has a toll on the body, you know, mm -hmm. and so the earlier that that stuff can be prioritized, it means that you won't need to have, you know, a three month period of burnout to rejuvenate your body just a little bit every single day or week, you know, to mm -hmm. just make sure that you're giving yourself time away from your phone, away from your laptop to re rejuvenate yourself will mean that long-term you'll be so much, you'll be able to do so much more in your business long-term than if you're sort of going through cycles of like productivity high and then Burnout. absolute crashing burnout low for two, three months and then no income peak of doing loads of things. And then the same thing yeah. like that, that's people get stuck into that Yeah, because I there like is this like a launch cycle, right? So you like do all this work for when you have a massive launch and then you burn out. So I feel like the, like that cycle is the same with that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm trying to do my business slightly differently this year where I'm putting less sort of emphasis on launches and I'm just trying to sell it, see it selling because I saw this happening as well last year where it was, it's this very sort of like up, down, up, down, up, down, and you rely on those launches for income. So, um, but the best thing that, you know, I have found to do around launches, especially for women is to plan a launch around periods, yeah. um, and to make sure that you have, like a weekend where you're not just like going from one phase to the next, but you're just booking in those moments. Yeah. But, you know, I think that, and the thing is that's hard because there is such an, in, an ingrained belief in society that in order for you to be seen as successful. And what's really interesting here is that most people would almost prefer to be seen as successful than to actually be successful two different things. Yeah. And so in order to be seen as successful, there's often this badge of honor that comes with the hustle, the grind. Oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh my God, my calendar's full. Oh my God, look at my calendar. Look how crazy full this is. You know, I literally used to be this person by the way, so I'm not just calling anyone out. <laughs> this used to be my existence. Um, versus, you know, real success is like, Hey, I'm making like multiple six figures and I'm, I'm working like 10 hours a week. That's amazing success. But for some reason, society, there's almost a judgment towards people or businesses that are able to make a lot of money and not have to hustle. Yeah. And so people, people can get really stuck in that, in that cycle. And it's, it's really hard to break free from, but the awareness is first step. Awareness is first step. If you're in that cycle right now, awareness is first step. <laughs> I feel like some of the biggest weeks I've had in business are the ones where I've been away mm -hmm. and like had time off. Yeah. And do you know why that is? I feel like the universe rewards rest. Yeah. But yeah. And because in order for money to be able to flow, sort of going into a bit of money mindset here, you need an absolute balance of masculine and feminine energies. So often when we're launching and stuff, we can purely be in masculine. So masculine energy is very doing, you know, it's like we are doing the things we are physically going and doing the writing and the posting and we're doing, 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 what more can I do? Feminine 
is lean back. It's being. It's literally the very nature of just being alive. And so, and what people don't realize is that actually in order to be like a complete vibrational match for money, for opportunities, for the law of attraction, you need an equal balance of both of those energies. So, doing like all the planning for a launch is amazing. Great. You've done the masculine side. And then there needs to be this almost release, which allows the feminine, the being to just trust. And that's why often we can like energetically have the biggest months of our lives through periods of rest, because we are literally having a complete balance of the masculine and feminine energy, which is exactly what you need to be a match mm-hmm. for money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was talking to Bart about this. I was like, I think I need one week of every month where I just relax. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, January, January was always, like, I feel like January has always been a quiet month for me, except for this year. And I had a whole week off and I still came mm. back and like, I was just consistent, but I was having so much fun with it. And it was, and it was a great month. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I have put into my business is, um, I literally call them CEO weeks. So one week I won't have calls. Uh, you know, I've got co-coaches in my programs that take some calls. So there's a one week where I just, I do not have calls. I also have one day of my week where I don't have it. It's my CEO day. I don't have any mm-hmm. calls on that day because that it's important. I do that. You know, for you. I do that for Mondays and Fridays. No calls. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And it, it's that stuff really makes a difference Yeah. when you're, especially if you're like building and scaling, because, you know, often when you're building a business, you are potentially sort of like experimenting with hours. You may be like, Oh, you know, yeah. how, how often do I want to be working? But they'll get a stage where you're like, okay, now I want, <laughs> I want to really reap some of the re- rewards of this freedom lifestyle that I've created and actually have more freedom. Exactly. I'm not creating this so that I'm working 24-7. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my God. My um, Someone said to me when I was building all of this and I was like, you know, I was building out of a lot of should. Like, I, I should do it this way. I should do it this way. You know, business needs to be this way because this is what one coach told me. And someone said to me, they were like, don't leave one prison to create another prison of your own creating you know, the prison that I'm currently in being like a full-time job. And this is often what people can do is they create a business that actually they don't even want to be in, you know? And so we have to be making sure that we're creating businesses from the beginning that like we actually want, we, we enjoy the subject, we enjoy what we're doing, but also we're creating programs that aren't carbon copies of other people because it aligns with what we want to do. That's going to be the most fulfilling, the most rewarding. It's going to make it easier to sell as well. Yeah. But there is so much like, I have to do this, you know, in like the online space, like, oh, this is what my coach taught. And it's the only way, you know, what I say to my um, students when they come into my programs is I'm going to teach you a few ways. You can take what you want and you can leave mm-hmm. what you don't. And there's no right or wrong way of doing it. The, the right way is for you to find what's best for you and for you to build your confidence to make decisions for yourself. So it's actually, that's almost like the first step. It needs to be building like the confidence so that then you can trust your intuition. You can trust your decision-making ability to be able to make the right decisions for you. Not just be like, oh, well, my coach created this program, so I'm going to do it the same way. Yeah. It's like, 
that's that's not sustainable. <laughs> no, exactly. I did the same when I'm teaching content, and of course, there's foundations. But then I always say, I'm going to teach you the foundation, and then you choose how structured or how fluid you would like this to be. Mm, exactly. Everyone works so differently. Some people are like, I just need to work with my intuition 24 7. And some people are like, I need yeah. structure. Everyone <laughs> is different, and that is fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it's actually one of the most important thing, almost like coming f- back full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning, is yeah. being able to find like your and being comfortable being your most authentic self online. Mm-hmm is going to be like the pathway to the most financial success that you'll have, but also like the most success in business. Because like, honestly, I think, I think part of the reason that like I have grown so much over these, this past like two years essentially has been because I have just fully accepted who I am. I'm not trying to be anyone anymore. Like I, I don't want to change myself like to fit into any circumstance at all you know I know what my energy is like I know where my energy thrives and I know where it doesn't and I have full acceptance of that and so it allows me to like create better boundaries with people you know just the other day um, I'm going to see a friend in Melbourne and she was like um, I'm going to record a couple of podcast episodes with her and she was like oh um, on Friday night why don't we do something And I said yes initially, and then I realized I was going into this people-pleasing pattern of like, oh, that's what she wants to do. And I I was like, the thing is, I know my energy. I don't drink anymore, so I'm going to be exhausted if I do that. And so it's important for me that I can communicate that with her. And so I just sent her a message. I was like, hey, I'm so fine for you to go out, but, like, I just really want to stay in and, like, watch a movie. I hope that's all good. And she was totally fine with it. But, you know, old me would have been like, okay, I'm going to conform. I'm just going to do what everyone else wants to do. And we do this in business too, you know. if you don't have that confidence and like knowing of who you are and feeling confident just owning who you are then you will end up taking pieces of other people's content or creating a program because it's what someone else did and you won't know how to listen to what's going on inside to create something that you really want to create and and that's a really important business important part of business is being able to define and then take define what you want and then being able to take action towards that place as well just so much easier said than done isn't it <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're, t- we're talking a lot right now but like <laughs> if you take anything away from this conversation it's this is a lifelong journey yes. um <laughs> and please have take take away full permission to be exactly who you are if anyone tells you that you need to be something else or you feel like you need to be something else, then you're probably putting up a false self and you don't need to listen to those people. And you, you need to just, just trust that like you are enough exactly as you are. You don't need to be anything else. You don't need to be like me. Don't need to be like Ella. You don't need to be like anyone else but yourself and trust that and then start doing the work to heal any fears that come up around being who you are easy simple guys i just gave you a fucking roadmap <laughs> do that <laughs> well but Haley has also created this incredible program that um if you if anything that she has spoken about has resonated it's all in this beautiful program that will help you with both mindset and strategy all in one all encompassing which it, mm-hmm. it looks amazing 
Um, did you want to speak a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So it's um, it's called the Soul Strategy Accelerator. Um, so I, the next time that we'll be launching it will be in two months. We're opening up the wait list um, now for the next round. Um, and it's a three-month uh, group coaching program where all of the calls are mindset-related calls because as we've spoken about, business is 80% mm. mindset, 20% strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you do have all of the content in the back end. So we go into everything that you need to basically start and scale your business up to 10K months. Um, and we go into content creation, attraction marketing, um, creating your signature program, selling online. And, you know, a lot of these things directly overlap with mindset. Selling, for example, yeah. pretty much all mindset and energy, yes. <laughs> you know, sure. You can have a couple of scripts. We, we give you some scripts, but like majority of that is like creating safety for yourself and someone mm-hmm. else to have a conversation. Um, yeah. and that's mainly mindset coaching. Okay. So yeah, we basically, um, make it very holistic so that it's, it can really support people at a range of different levels. Um, and it's really, really wonderful. And people come out owning who they are 10 times more. Like the people were already three weeks in and I'm having people being like, I'm getting messages from people telling me I'm just the most natural expression of myself I've ever been. Confidence is growing people are making more sales than they've ever made before. And it's just like this, it's just an amazing energy because you're not just doing the strategy. Also like the the anxiety, the fear, you're in a space, a group of people that are experiencing the same thing. That's really healing, you know, to be in that space. Um, so yeah, it's really incredible. Um, I have some other bits and bobs that are coming out as well. So the best place, um, to, to find me is on my Instagram at Haley June Lloyd. Um, and you can just basically, I'm like selling on my stories a lot. Um, (laughs) so So everything's on there. It's so good. I, I will make sure that I put the link to you down below in the show notes. So if you do want to go check out Haley or have a look at her program, then you can find her very easily. But thank you so much for coming on here and sharing everything with us today. And I will see you on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. And yeah, keep being you. You're amazing. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.